Welcome. This is the CGMI Living Springs Gospel Podcast. Stay tuned as you listen to the Word of God. Praise God. I want to talk briefly on purpose and thanksgiving. Purpose and thanksgiving. I'm, I'm a teacher, so um, I will teach. Praise God. Um, that's what I do for ministry. That's what I do for a living. That's what I do everywhere I talk. Praise God. Amen. So, I will teach briefly on the purpose and thanksgiving. Because the theme of this year is focus on Christ to discover and fulfill purpose. So, I will bring that in and then I will talk about thanksgiving. That's the focus of today. Praise God. We were talking about faith and praise forward is about faith. It's an expression of faith. Praise the Lord. The the whole idea of praise forward is faith. And you know that faith, the believer, the only way prescribed in scripture, and I tell people there are five ways to live in this present life. I, I break it into two. There is the previous life and there is this present life. This present life is the life in Christ. There are five ways to live in this present life. And the Bible says in Habakkuk 2.4, the just shall live by his faith. That's one. Praise the Lord. In Hebrews 10.38, the Bible says the just shall live by faith. Two. In Romans 1.17, the just shall live by faith. Three. Praise the Lord. If you look at the book of Galatians 2, Galatians 3.11, it says the just shall live by faith. Four. And the fifth way, Galatians 2.20, said the life that I live, I live by faith. Praise the Lord. The only way, if you want me to go ten ways, I will continue. The only way prescribed in scriptures for us to live is by faith. Praise the Lord. We live by faith. That's the life of the believer, by faith. It is faith that gives you access to what grace has provided. Grace provides, faith gives you access. So it is grace that cooks the food. But it's faith that dishes it out for you. Praise the Lord. Grace is what God does. Faith is our response to what God does. Hallelujah. Faith speaks in past tense. Faith faith doesn't speak in future tense. Faith speaks in past tenses all the time. Faith is not what God will do. Hope speaks in future. Faith speaks in past. Hope is different from faith. Praise the Lord. We hope, our hope is to be in heaven. And we know we will make heaven. That's not um, something to worry about. How many of you know you make heaven? It's settled. What does it take to get to heaven? It's to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you believe in Jesus? If your father is in heaven, where are you going? Praise the Lord. It's not a negotiation. It's not a prayer point. Praise the Lord. It's not a prayer point. That is already settled. Amen. It's settled already. It's not, it's not God, let me help me to make heaven. No, no, no. That's not a prayer point. That's waste of prayer time. You will make heaven. It's settled already. Praise the Lord. So hope is the expectation of the coming of the Lord. But faith deals with past tense. That's why Isaiah said, by his stripes, you are healed. That's what Isaiah said. No, Isaiah said, we, we are healed. By his stripes, we are healed. Isaiah was prophesying. But Peter came in and said, by his stripes, we were healed. 
Faith does not look at what will happen. It calls those things that be not as though they were. Past tense. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's already settled. Faith says it's already settled. It is faith that gives, puts a limit. Your faith or the lack of it that puts a limit to the limitless God. That sets a limit for the limitless God. You know God is limitless. That means there's nothing, no boundary, limitless. But in our lives, it's unlimited. It's a different thing. Limitless means no boundaries, just free. But in our lives, he will go as far as you want him to go. Praise the Lord. He has not set the boundaries, but you will set the boundaries. It is your faith that sets a limit for the limitless God. God has no limit. A man came to Jesus in Luke chapter 9 verse 22 and said, God, this is what has been happening to my daughter. If you can, please heal my daughter. Jesus got offended. I I imagine that he was offended, offended because I would be. He says, if you can. Jesus responded. If you read that scripture in NIV, he said, if I can. my, My capacity has never been in question. How dare you question my ability? If I can. He says, it's not about me. Some people are saying, God, if you can do anything, heal me. Come on, if I can. How dare you talk about his ability like that? There is nothing that God cannot do. It's not about, say, if I can. That was Jesus' response. He said, if you can. How can you say, if I can? He says to him that believes, nothing is impossible. You know, faith puts you in the God class. There are two times the Bible talks about nothing being impossible. Number one, when he says, with God, nothing is impossible. The second time, the one that believes, with the one who believes, nothing is impossible. If you have faith, you step into the God class. Where impossibilities don't exist. Did you hear the testimony? Did you you hear the testimony? Somebody just needs to wait a little more. Just wait a little more. God is working something for you. Just wait a little more. Wait a little. Hang in there a little more. God is working something for you. God is working. Somebody just needs to wait till tomorrow morning. (laughs) Somebody just needs to wait till something will happen for you. Something will happen for you. Sometimes the delay is deliberate. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Sometimes the delay is deliberate. Today, we, we will praise God by faith. Knowing that what you expect, God has already completed. You see, God is not going to do it because he has already done it. So through this year, all we do is just take what he has prepared for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me show you something I've done a lot of times, but let's just use it to emphasize purpose. And then we will go into the depth of thanksgiving and we'll be done. Praise the Lord. I need two volunteers, a young lady and a young man, please. Just come quickly, let's do this illustration. A few of you must have seen this before, but let's do it. Just thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. You know, it's always important to volunteer. You never know. You never know. Always be quick to volunteer when they ask you to do so, because you never know. Praise the Lord. All right. I'm going to tell them to do something. And then we will all be the judges today, all right? We will judge and we will decide the winner by what we see will count and decide the winner. Are you ready? So you watch carefully as the judges. They will have a few seconds to do something I'll tell them to do. And then we will all decide who has won. Is that okay? All right.
Alright, go. Your time starts now. Anything they tell you to do, please do. Quickly, 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 quickly. Your time is ticking. Quickly, 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 quickly. Alright, stop, stop. Time up, time up, time up, time up. Time up, time up, time up. Stop. Okay. Okay. Take your people this way. And keep your people that way. Alright, please clap for them. They tried. Alright, let's count. How many people were you able to bring within the time frame? Help him. Four. Clap for him again. How many people did you bring within the time frame? Praise God. Alright, they are husband and wife, so they won't be angry with each other. So who's the winner? Celebrate him, please. Hallelujah. He brought more people than she brought. Praise the Lord. You see, how do you know he won if you don't know what I asked them to do? You see, in life, we measure success by what we see. But success cannot be defined until purpose is understood. You cannot define success until you understand purpose. You can't know who is winning. You see, you have two cars. The other person has one. You say, this one is succeeding more. How do you know? Watch this. How many people were you supposed to bring? Five people. How many did you bring? Four people. 80%. How many people were you supposed to bring? Three persons. How many did you bring? Three. 100%. So who is the winner? You see, that's how we measure in life. And some people, you see, if she doesn't understand purpose, she will live her life thinking she is doing badly. Compared to others. Many times people are not thankful because they don't understand purpose. You compare yourself to others. You think they are going, doing better than you. Guess what? Purpose is the only measure for success. That somebody has five houses and you don't have one does not mean he's more successful. You must ask him his why. If purpose is not understood, please, there's no basis for competition outside purpose. That's why in church we don't compete. That you can sing does not intimidate me because I have what I can do. We we, we are not competing. We are positioned deliberately for purpose. Deliberately for purpose. I celebrate with you when you do your own. Because when I do my own, I expect you to celebrate with me. Don't feel, you see, this lady can go back today without an understanding of purpose and say, God, why is it that I never do as much as others in this life? Why is it that my own things are always not working well? They gave us the same time. Why is it that I got only three when he got four? She can even go and commit suicide. Feeling inadequate. The devil is a liar. Not knowing that she's the one positioned and functioning in purpose. You see, this year, don't go about chasing and running around and comparing yourselves to others. This year, purpose must give you direction. Purpose must give you that. Don't be intimidated by what others are doing. Hallelujah. People, please, don't look down on me. You don't know my purpose. When you see me walking, don't look down on me. You don't know why I'm here. Hallelujah. 
Don't look at people as better than you. You don't know why you are here or why they are here. Praise the Lord. Your assignment is unique. Therefore, you are unique. Please say to yourself, I am unique. I am special. I am the best. Celebrate yourselves this morning. Thank you. Keep this picture with you this year. As you give God thanks this year, be grateful for where he has positioned you. You see, people thought that Elizabeth was barren. Even Elizabeth thought she was barren. Praise the Lord. But Elizabeth was not barren. There was an appointed time. The child she was to bring forth was to be the forerunner of Jesus Christ. He couldn't have been born long before Jesus was born. There was an appointed time for the birth of John the Baptist. And the woman thought she was barren, not knowing that she was being prepared for something unique. Listen, the delay is deliberate. God is preparing you for something unique. As you praise God today, praise him even for the things you have not got yet. There's an appointed time. Because something big is coming. Something big is coming your way. Hallelujah. Something big is coming your way. As you praise God, praise him for the things you are expecting. Praise him for the things that are not yet here. They are coming. They are coming. In the name of Jesus Christ. Please don't live in self-pity. Don't live in self-pity. Don't live in self-pity. Are you hearing me? Don't live in self-pity. Don't let the devil put you in a place of self-pity. Where you are always feeling that others have, I don't have. You don't know your purpose. You, until you discover it, you will understand. It will make sense. It will make sense. Elizabeth couldn't have had John the Baptist before that time. He had to be born just before Jesus. So there was a waiting season. There was a waiting season because her child was not an ordinary child. A child was not just an everyday child. Guess what? Your expectations will come. It's not an ordinary expectation. It's not an ordinary delivery. It's not an everyday delivery. It's a special delivery. It's a special delivery. Something they are sending from Lagos to Portacot will arrive first before the one they are sending from the United States to Portacot. Your delivery is special. Praise the Lord. The reasons people don't give thanks, people take, take thanksgiving for granted. I'll tell you three reasons why people take thanksgiving for granted. Number one, before I say that, just understand this. Thanksgiving, two words are used to explain the word thanksgiving most times in the Bible. Charizomai and homologio. Those two words combined express the meaning of thanksgiving. It's grace and acknowledgement grace and confession praise the lord and when you put those two words together thanksgiving is about the acknowledgement of the grace of god thanksgiving is about acknowledging god's grace that's what it's about acknowledging god's grace acknowledging his finished work his blessings for us and for the people around us praise the lord people who don't understand grace are not grateful people usually. Grateful people are those who understand grace. Somebody didn't get that. It takes an understanding of grace to be truly grateful. When you know how far God has brought us, not because of what we have done or what we can do, but by his own grace, 
People who understand grace are usually grateful people. And grateful people are usually generous people. It takes an understanding of grace to be grateful. And it takes a grateful person to be generous. Praise the Lord. Generosity is not a financial decision. It's a spiritual decision. People who give don't give because they have. They give because they understand. It takes an understanding to be a giver. So it's not about your bank statement. People don't give because they have. It's not. See, people who do not have the, the attitude of giving, even if you give them more money, they will still not give. But people who have that right, that right attitude, even when they don't have, they give. Praise the Lord. So generosity is a spiritual decision, not a financial decision. Praise the Lord. So those who give in church, it's not because they have, it's because they understand. It takes an understanding of grace to be grateful, and it takes an understanding of gratitude to be generous. Praise the Lord. Reasons why people don't give. Number one, familiarity. Sometimes we are blessed so much that we take it for granted. Sometimes we have certain things and we do not, we forget to be thankful for those things. And you know what this does, familiarity does? Familiarity will make you focus on what you do not yet have and you lose track of what you have. See, the reason you have car trouble is because you have a car. You didn't get that. The only reason why you have car trouble is because you have a car. People who are trekking don't have car problems. So before you complain about your car, be thankful you have one. Praise the Lord. You see, sometimes because you have been riding in a car, you take it for granted. And you are looking for things to be thankful for, familiarity. You are no longer thankful for those things. There's a man who had the right attitude. You know Matthew Henry. Pastors will know Matthew Henry because there's a Bible concordance written by him, Matthew Henry. He got into an accident. He was robbed. And he got, when he got robbed, they took his wallet and escaped. And then he wrote immediately after that. He said, let me first be thankful. Number one, because I was not robbed before. This is the first time. <laughs> you know, people who are thankful always find an excuse to celebrate God. You see, when you see certain people always testifying, it's not because God is doing more for them. It's because they appreciate everything he does. You must learn, the, you must develop the attitude of gratitude. To be thankful even when it doesn't look convenient. Praise the Lord. He said, thank God. I want to be first thankful because this is the first time they're robbing me. I was not robbed before. He said, number two, because although they took my wallet, they did not take my life. He said, number three, although they took my all, it was not even much. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And then the final one touched me most. He said, because it was I who was robbed, not I who was robbing someone else. <laughs> How can somebody have, that is the, the right attitude for believers. That in the midst of the storm, you still find something to be grateful for. Don't get too familiar with God's blessings that you no longer appreciate it. Don't get too familiar. 
You see, the reason when you complain, before you start complaining that you do not have food, dead people don't eat food. When you are hungry, the first thing is to be thankful that you are alive. Before you begin to complain about food. Don't get so familiar with life that you think that it is by your rights. Familiarity can stop thanksgiving, praise the Lord. You know the, the, the prodigal son, we've been talking about prodigal son in church recently and it's, the story gets exciting every day, praise the Lord. I, I looked at that story, we've been looking at the story and I've come to a conclusion that there were three prodigals in that story. The father, the two sons, they were all prodigals. It wasn't only one prodigal. You know, somebody was talking about the father being the prodigal father, but I concluded that it was both father and two sons. They were all the same. Praise the Lord. You know, to be prodigal is to be wasteful. The father kept giving the son, how can your son come to him? You know your son. Your son comes to you, give me, uh, share your property and give me my portion. And you too, you give him. You are wasteful. Now the son goes to waste everything and returns and then the father gives him a signet ring. That's the height of... <laughs> Give me one qualifier, prodigalness or something. <laughs> Anyone? Prodigalism, prodigality and prodigalness. And... That's the height. He gave him a signet ring. You know what that signet ring means? In those days, they will not, when they buy, it's like a checkbook. In those days, when you buy, you don't, rich people don't carry coins. It's too bulky. So what they do, they go with their signet ring. And when they finish picking all they want, they will stamp into wax. And then the shop owner will bring the wax home later. And from the, the accountant in the house, collect all the money with his own wheelbarrow and go home. So the father sees his son who wasted all his resources returning and smelling like pigs and then he says to the son take my signet ring. You know what that means? He says I know you, you are a wasteful son. Take my ring so that every time you waste you, I will pay. Every time, I know you are a heavy spender. You will never again eat like pigs. You will never again be stranded. Be wasting, I will be paying. Be wasting, I will be paying. Is that not what grace is all about? That's what grace is all about. Hallelujah. The father gave him more license to be. The father was more wasteful than that son. So we agreed that two of them were wasteful, right? What of the third son? The one who stayed at home with his father. And then got angry when his father returned and gave killed a big fat cow for the one who returned home. The one who wasted all his portion. The, that one came to the father and said, I have been with you in this house. I have been here for ages with you. And never have you killed at least a baby goat for me. Someone called it baby goat mentality. Some people are chasing baby goats, not aware of what God has already done. That what God has done for you is bigger than the baby goat. Some people are angry with God because they've not got a baby goat. Ignoring what God has done. Watch this. When the father shared his property, how many places did he share it to? 
two portions, not three, two portions. And he shared everything he had into two. You remember the father told the son, he said to him, he said, son, everything I have is yours. Now, when he said that, he didn't mean it in a proverbial way. He meant it literally. He said, everything I have is yours. Not like my property belongs to you. Like when you are doing marriage, you say, all that I have, I, I give thee. Not that type, because the money is still in your account. What he was saying was clearly that all I have belongs to you. Praise the Lord. Watch this. He shared his property into how many places? Two. How many sons did he have? He gave both persons, both sons, to the portion. That means the father kept nothing for himself. So the father said to the son, all that I have, the one me too I'm using is your own. Because I didn't keep for myself. You see, since in this house, it was not mine to give, it was yours to give. You were busy chasing baby goats. Not knowing that everything we we are using here, including the one I gave to your brother, is your part, is your portion. Everything belongs to you. You see, sometimes when you begin to chase, you have a baby goat mentality. And you are chasing little things when God has given you so much. Don't get so familiar with God's grace that you are no longer thankful. Familiarity can limit thanksgiving. Lose the baby goat mentality. God wants you to have more. He has made provision for more. It wasn't the father's to share. So you see, that third son was also prodigal because he was wasted, wasteful. How? He had. He did not know. So everything was just wasting. Other people were enjoying it. The father was eating, sharing, giving the brother signet ring to collect more of his portion because he had no idea. He was chasing baby goods. I hope there's nobody here with a baby goat mentality. Chasing little things and saying, because God has not done this for me, I don't have a reason to be thankful because God did not do that. Because God did not do that. God says to you, to tell you this morning, all that I have is yours. All that I have. God gave you his all when he gave you Jesus. Because the Bible says in him, the fullness of the God dwells bodily. Everything dwells in Christ. And God carried Christ and gave to you. So everything he is using, God, is yours. That is why it makes sense that we give to God. Is somebody hearing? That is why it makes sense that we give to God. He said, can God not do it by saying, he gave you everything. He gave you everything. Even the one he's using is yours. Because everything, you, he, in Christ, you said we are joint heirs. Joint heirs. You know what joint heirs means? It's not that co-heirs means we can share the portion. Give you your portion. Give me my own. Then Jesus, because he's big brother, he will take all the portion. And give us small one. No. It's joint heirs. That means the plate of food is here. Two of you be eating. You get as much as you like. You get as much. The plate of food is right there. Eat. Two of you together own everything together. God has shared everything and given to us. He says, everything you are asking him is already yours. It's already yours. It's already yours. Is somebody ready to step into abundance this year? 
You are ready to step into excellence this year. You are ready to go for much more and drop the baby goat mentality and go for much more. Who is ready this morning? As we praise God this morning with this understanding, things will begin to fall in place for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. As you praise God with a generous spirit, things will begin to fall in place for you in the name of Jesus Christ. God has settled it. It's time to step into it. The first step to stepping in is thanksgiving. Praise the Lord. The second reason, as I begin to wrap this up, why people are not thankful. The second reason is a sense of entitlement. You feel that it's your right, it's by right. You know, when people feel like I have worked for it. Have you heard people come in to pray, say, God, I have been giving my tithe. Why is it that that is the most irresponsible kind of prayer? Are you imagining that your tithe was big enough to buy a child that you are praying for? That you say, God, I've been believing you for a child all these years and I've been giving my tithe. How much is a baby? That, that arrogance and sense of um, entitlement is why people are not grateful. Praise the Lord. It's why a lot of people are not grateful. It is not what you have done. It is what he has done. It is what he has. That's why we must be thankful. It's about his grace. God chose to bless you. You see, it is a privilege. Every time you can give in the house of God, count it a privilege. Don't give with the attitude, with an arrogant attitude that after all I have done in this church. What have you done that is bigger than what God has done for you? There is nothing we have that we have not received. There's nothing we have that we have not received. So when you give, whenever I have the opportunity to give towards a project, I give in thanksgiving. I say, thank you, Lord, that I have the opportunity to contribute to a God that owns everything. It's a privilege that you have counted me worthy to be a vessel a vessel that you will use to give, to build your house, to grow your church. I see that as a privilege. I see that as a privilege. And you know what happens? When you have that kind of attitude, God will always put resources through you. God will always pass those resources through you. God will always... Uh, Reverend Duke, God told me one time that in every church... There is enough provision to contain, to carry the vision of that church. No matter how big. He said, in those churches he has provided. Because he said in scriptures, I will build my church. It is my church, it is my responsibility. Praise the Lord. But you know the thing, God puts the money, gives the money to people, and those people hold it back. And then the work keeps struggling. But if everybody plays their role and understands that I'm a vessel, you will see that there is nothing that will be lacking in the house of God. And the more you learn this, you see God can trust you with more. 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 I don't trust people who don't tithe. If I do business with people who don't tithe, I'm careful. Because if they are not willing to honor God with 10%, they won't pay you your share. They won't pay you your share. They will try to scheme you. They will try to, to trick you out of it. Praise the Lord. Number three. Instant gratification. 
Many people expect short-term returns. And I've talked about that, so I won't dwell too much on short-term returns. They want it now, 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 now. Because it is not here today, they feel like God has not done it. There's an appointed time. There's an appointed time. Don't let the attitude of instant gratification stop you from thanksgiving today. Let this year, this year, develop a culture as we begin to celebrate this morning. Develop a culture of thanksgiving. Develop a culture. Let it be your attitude. Let it be part of your life. Praise the Lord. Let it be part of your life. A woman came. While they were doing thanksgiving, Mark 14, verse 3 to 9. They were doing thanksgiving in Simon's house. It was Simon's thanksgiving. And they all gathered and Jesus came to that thanksgiving. And in that thanksgiving, in Simon's thanksgiving, everybody came to eat and celebrate. But one woman came to give. One woman came to give. She came with everything. The Bible says it was a very costly oil in an alabaster box. Everybody else in Simon's house came to receive. They were coming to collect. They were coming to collect. You know, sometimes you can get into that need-driven mode where every time you come to the house of God is what you can get you are thinking about. You see, you must step to the point where you are beginning to imagine what can I give? What can I offer? Then you will see that there is one who scatters and then begins to prosper. But there is one who withholds and tends towards poverty. And this woman came with the alabaster box. Everybody came to that Thanksgiving. It was a Thanksgiving. This story was about a Thanksgiving. Go and read it. It's about Thanksgiving. It was Simon's Thanksgiving. And the woman came with alabaster box. Everyone else was eating and drinking. She came to offer to give to Jesus. And the Bible talks about this as what one year's wage in our church we give our one month salary every year every member of the church will give the equivalent of their one month salary that's what we do every year i gave my own already last week some other people have given the only thing some people do is they split it into two some split it into four and give it in four months but the entire church gives an equivalent of one month salary so that we can fund the project of the church for that year Praise the Lord. And listen to what I learned. The first time, Reverend Duke, that we did this, I decided that we would do it every going forward. It was when we were building the, the church where we are now. Reverend Rita, Pastor, Reverend Blessing, you are, you're here. You know what I'm talking about. We said we were going to build the church, so we all agreed to give one month's salary, and this is what I discovered. In that month where everybody gave their one month salary, the tight record showed that people paid more tight than they ever paid. I couldn't understand it. It was confusing. Reverend Befua, if you have given your full salary for the month, where did you get tight to pay? Is, is it beginning to make sense? We gave our full salaries, and then where did we get money to pay the, the where did we get money to pay tight higher than we have ever that was the highest month of tithing in our church witnesses are here 
Because you can't beat God when it comes to giving. We gave our full month salary in that same month. People paid more tight than they paid previously. They paid more tight than they paid previously. Praise the Lord. This is how it works. This is how it works. The woman came with a one year's wage. Everything she could earn for one year. Bought a perfume. Came and broke it. And anointed Jesus Christ. What's your alabaster box today? Did you come just to eat and drink and dance and rejoice? Did you come with an alabaster box? Did you come ready to give something to God? This is important. This is important. I'll be done in five minutes. Did you come ready to give something to God? Did you come ready? This year, I have prayed and I'm praying for you. In this place, God will raise people that will fund the work in millions and hundreds of millions in the name of Jesus Christ. My dream is not how much I can own. I, I expect every time I look forward to, I said next year, I would like my, my gift to God to be in hundreds of millions. And every time I lift the standard, God lifts my standard. Every time I lift the standard, God lifts my standard. Every time I lift the standard, God lifts my standard. And some people say, you don't have sense. How can you give all of this money to church? I said, you that has sense, do you have that money? <laughs> a man buys a private jet for his pastor. And they say, it's a foolish man. He doesn't even have sense. I said, you who has sense, can you buy a private jet for yourself? I would like to have that nonsense. I would also like to be as senseless as that man. Because the man is so senseless that he can afford to put his hand in his pocket and buy a private jet for his pastor. And you that has sense cannot afford it. And you are telling somebody else who can afford it, he doesn't have sense. I don't like your own sense. I like that man's sense. <laughs> I like that man's sense. I, I, the more you give to God, the more he lifts your standard. Because there are responsibilities to be met and God needs people he can trust. God needs people he can trust. Praise the Lord. God needs people he can trust. I took my company um, to Thanksgiving. Every time we do Thanksgiving, I go and we give on behalf of the company. Last month, in the, my company, when we were doing Thanksgiving in December, we came in, I, I do, I have a company, uh, engineering company. I don't even know anything about engineering. But I'm the owner of the company. The company is working. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, we, we took a, we agreed, we were being owed. We had no money. But I told the accountant, I said, when we get to Thanksgiving, pledge one million naira. He said, we don't have money. I said, don't worry. It's not about what we have. It's about what we trust God for. And we gave. The one million in December. In January, first week of January, we were in church. I was getting ready to go into church to speak. I like those kind of, of testimony. You know when you were, you're about to go into church to preach and alert calls? The message will be sweet. <laughs> you know, I was talking to somebody. My PA was telling me. He was telling me, he said pastor there are things we need to do in church he was telling me i was listening i said yes good idea good idea. then my phone there was an alert i checked it 
I said, you know, this thing you are saying, I agree with you, but go, go, go. This is not the time for it. I cannot combine these two information. What I have seen and what you are saying, they don't go together. Come another time. <laughs> we received a payment we've been chasing for a long time and nobody's even talking to us. To the point where we didn't know who to call again. So we, we were just waiting, just gave up. Out of nowhere, we received a payment of 79 million that day, that day. I looked at it. I told the PA, go, 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 go. Just go away. Everything you have said, I agree. Go, 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 go. God is lifting someone. God is lifting someone. Let your testimony be like this. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let your test, as you dance today, I declare to you, you will find God will give you reasons to dance and celebrate through this year in the name of Jesus Christ. As you are praising God, don't just praise God because of what he has done. The 10 lepers praised him because of what he has done. And that was okay. Some people praise because of what he has done. But guess what happened in that story of the 10 lepers? One came to Jesus, nine did not come. I imagine that that one came on behalf of their team. He said, let me go and thank God. You people can be going. Let me go and tell him on behalf. Jesus said, they don't delegate thanksgiving. Nobody can thank God for you. Are you hearing me? Nobody can do it for you. If you like, be watching other people praise today. They do not delegate thanksgiving. Jesus would have said, okay, greet your brothers for me. Tell them I accept the thanks. He said, no, where are the other nine? When it comes to prayer, they can pray for you. When it comes to thanksgiving, you do it yourself. You cannot delegate thanksgiving. You do it yourself. This morning, who is ready to do it yourself? Who is ready to do it yourself? Who is ready to do it yourself? In your dance, in your praise, in your gifts, you do it yourself. Praise the Lord. They thank God because of. God will make you thank Him because of. Because of the things He has done, you thank Him today. But the second way they thank God, they thank God in spite of. Jonah was inside the belly of the fish. And Jonah said... A man that was sentenced to die inside the belly of the fish. Jonah said, I will give thanks to God and I will pay my vows. Somebody inside the belly of the fish planning to do thanksgiving and pay vows. Somebody that feels like you are in trouble. This should be your attitude this morning. Immediately Jonah made that pronouncement. Guess what? God spoke to the fish. God will speak to something because of you. God will speak to someone because of you. God will speak to some situation because of you. In the name of Jesus, as you are praising and dancing and giving this morning, God will be speaking to things because of you. In the name of Jesus. And the fish vomited Jonah because God was interested in that thanksgiving. God was interested in that thanksgiving. Once Jonah promised the thanksgiving, the fish had to throw him off. God said, I need my thanksgiving. God guards his thanksgiving jealously. Hallelujah. And the final way they thank God is in anticipation. And I believe this is what you are doing today. In anticipation, by faith. Thanking God for what you believe for. Thanking God for your expectations. Thanking God for your desires. This morning, lift your hands and let's begin to give Him thanks. 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 This will be the year. Listen to me. Listen to me. This will be the year you have that baby you are expecting. In the name of Jesus Christ. This will be the year you start that business and it grows. In the name of Jesus. This will be the year that what they owe you, they pay you. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. This will be the year that your supplies will be surplus. Your supplies will be surplus. Your supplies will be surplus. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Can I pray for somebody here today? There's somebody in this place. There's somebody in this place I hear in my spirit. That you spend your resources keeping your health. God will take that bill. Your health will not fail this year. In the name of Jesus Christ. Your resources will not go into maintaining your health anymore. Because God will step in. God is stepping in. God is stepping in. God is stepping in. God is stepping in. In the name of Jesus, God is stepping in. I don't know who you are, but hospital bills take your money. Who is that person? God is stepping in. 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 Just begin to thank him this morning. Because this is the year that hospitals will be far from you. You will be far from hospitals. In the name of Jesus, God is stepping in for you. In the name of Jesus, God is stepping in for you. God is stepping in for you. God is stepping in for you. In the name of Jesus, listen to me. There are, listen to me, occasions will begin to serve you. What I mean is that everything will begin to work in your favor. So no matter what happens, it will favor you. No matter what happens, it will favor you. This year in the name of Jesus Christ, I prophesy to you, let there be no lack in the house. Let there be no lack in this place. Let there be no lack in this place. God will raise people that will give in the millions and hundreds of millions in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I declare ideas, ideas, creative ideas, ideas, business ideas, 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 ideas in the name of Jesus. Ideas for productivity, ideas for wealth in the name of Jesus Christ. And I decree over this church opportunities for increase coming your way opportunities and platforms for increase coming your way in the name of jesus christ may you know and recognize it when it comes in the name of jesus christ you will not lose you will not fail you will not be a victim in the name of jesus christ i want the church please join me in the next one or 30 seconds let's give god a shout of praise listen 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 this is the shout for those who know you have received what you are believing for. Give God a shout of praise in this hour. Give him a shout of praise. Shout to Jesus. Shout to Jesus. Shout to Jesus. Shout to Jesus. It is done. It is done. In the name of Jesus. listening to the CGMI Living Springs Gospel Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at CGMI underscore Springs.